Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. We have so many things to talk about, but only a three-hour show to do it. But one of the biggest things going on, of course, is Razorback basketball. They're looking to get another top 25 win against the Tennessee Volunteers tomorrow afternoon in Bud Walton Arena. It's going to be a big one for both teams as they're trying to continue to climb up the charts there in the standings of the SEC. And who better than to talk about the Tennessee perspective than Josh Ward of Sports 99.1 there in Knoxville, Tennessee, friend of the show. And Josh, really appreciates you joining us again this afternoon, man. How you doing? Hey, doing well. Great to be on with you. And huge game in Knoxville. There's a lot of talk about this game against Arkansas this weekend. Absolutely. A lot of talk here in Arkansas as well. So give us the Tennessee perspective. Obviously, coming off of that huge win against Kentucky at home, a lot of emotions, uh, a lot of hype and everything surrounding it. But what's the overall feeling from the volunteers and the fans heading into this game in Fayetteville? Yeah, the fan base is really excited about way, the way Tennessee is playing, and rightfully so. Tennessee's coming off the huge win against Kentucky. Uh, not just a big win, but the way Tennessee played. And Tennessee now has a long winning streak going in SEC play with a loss at Texas by a point sandwiched in the middle of that. But Tennessee is playing really good basketball. The defense has been at a high level all season, but the defense has created more plays for the offense. And the guard play, the kind of rejuvenation of John Fulkerson, who's played a lot of basketball in the SEC, Josiah Jordan James and Santiago Vescovi, guys that have developed. This is a team that earlier in the year, I don't think fans were enjoying watching very much. And now fans have really gotten behind this team and feel a greater connection with the team because they're a lot of fun. And they have uh, two freshman guards that are really talented and playing at a really high level. So uh, Tennessee, I think, right now is the team that fans hoped it would be at the beginning of the season. What can we expect to see from the rotation with the interior lineup? you got a lot of size there. you got a 7-footer, a couple of 6'11 guys, another 6'10". Yeah, it's a little to be determined, but my guess is, based on how the last few games have gone, that Tennessee will start a seven-footer in Uosh Plavsic and a highly touted freshman in Brandon Huntley-Hatfield. But over the 40 minutes, you will see a lot of John Fulkerson, and I think you'll probably see a good amount of Jonas Adu, another talented freshman who two, two and a half weeks ago was not a part of the rotation. He was not playing. And the thought was, okay, he might be a redshirt candidate. And then Olivier Kumwa's starter went down. They needed somebody to step up and help. They gave Jonas Adu a chance at Mississippi State. He grabbed four rebounds in 12 minutes. They liked what he saw. So uh, if he goes out there and plays well, then I think they'll stick with him and give him more minutes. He played 18 minutes against Kentucky. So it was more Adu and uh, Fulkerson than the two starters, Plavstich and uh, Huntley Hatfield. So that's kind of how it's looked, and I would expect it to be that way Again, depending on foul trouble and how guys perform, if, if they're making mistakes on defense, then they'll lose minutes. But if they play how the coaches expect them to, uh, Adu has been a big bright spot. And, and John Fulkerson, he's just been around for a long time. He's a really important player. Now, Josh, I was looking at uh, a lot of the statistics for Tennessee this year. First off, they average about 75 points per game offensively, but really only have two guys that are in double digits on averages. you got uh, Vascovi and Chandler, and then Jordan James is at 8.8 right there. But not only that, but then you have, you're talking about 10, 11 guys that have played essentially 
in every game so far this year and compared to Arkansas where they really only pay about seven, maybe eight guys at the most per game. Is that how Rick Barnes has always kind of wanted it to be where he just keeps those rotations and keep those guys fresh every single game? Yes, and uh, I do think that's often game and matchup dependent as uh, they've shortened some minutes for some guys, and it can be different night in, night out uh, based on who they're playing. But we're not seeing a ton from Justin Powell, but I think he's an important player off the bench to transfer from Auburn who can get outside shots. Might see Victor Bailey for a few minutes, but he doesn't factor in a lot. And then as the game goes along, I think they do look at the big guys and decide, okay, let's stick with this guy. Uh, Uros is more of an early early game guy than late crunch time. And, uh, you know, I think they found what is most likely their best lineup, and that is both point guards on the floor together, Kennedy Chandler and Zakai Ziegler, uh, a small freshman who did not come in with a lot of attention, but man, he's gained it during the season. These are both high-energy guards. So those two players, Vescovy, Josiah Jordan-James at the four, and then uh, Fulkerson. Now, they like Fulkerson and Jonas Beidou together, so let's see if they stick with that combination. But uh, their small ball lineup has been really effective at times as well. So uh, I wouldn't expect Tennessee to go too deep in a lot of minutes, but they do work some guys in uh, to go eight to ten deep if they need. Now, you mentioned how important Fulkerson is, and he's been around a while. Um, there are a lot of teams out there hoping that this will be the last time they have to see him this season. But how important is he in, in developing and bringing along some of those young guys? Yeah, he's a, a really important player for Tennessee with his leadership, his playmaking ability. I mean, we can talk about that. If he can give you 10 to 14 points and 7, 8 rebounds, then you're going to see a difference in the way Tennessee plays. But also think about focusing as much as he's played and he's been an all-SEC type player, he was moved to the bench during SEC play, so a few weeks ago, after having been a starter, of course, for so long. And with Olivia Kumwa's injury, kind of the initial reaction was, okay, well, Fulkerson goes back into the starting lineup, right? And the answer was no, and he actually had said, you know, me coming off the bench works for this team. If you have Ziegler and Fulkerson coming off to provide experience on Fulkerson's side, but energy from both players, and really it's about the minutes over the course of the game, you're still probably going to see Fulkerson play 25-plus minutes. Uh, he, he just he plays an important role from leadership, the example he sets, the way he plays, and you know, in big spots, he's not going to be affected by it going on the road to Arkansas, as tough of, of an environment as it will be. They might wonder about some of the younger guys. They won't with Fulkerson. That's really important. So if he continues the way he's played in the last week, and if he really is back to form, then that can take Tennessee's game to another level. Speaking with Josh Ward of Sports Animal 99.1 out of Knoxville, Tennessee, here on Out of Bounds. Uh, Josh, you, you mentioned about going into Bud Walton Arena and, and the atmosphere that's going to be there. We know it's one of the tougher ones in the SEC to play in, but just overall, Tennessee playing on the road. We know every team can always play better on at home, but uh, has there been a huge discrepancy as far as their play on, at home and on the road? How have they dealt with uh, really loud and crazy environments? Have they been able to weather the storm pretty well when they go on the road in some tough environments? Well, the, the road resume for Tennessee is not all that impressive. If you look early in the season, uh, they played some tough neutral court games, uh, Villanova, North Carolina, Texas Tech. So that would be more in the away-from-home category. They did well against Colorado. Not a great team. That was a road game. And then uh, Texas, the all struggled. I don't know if it was because of the environment or just they were still trying to figure some things out offensively. Where they were really affected, I think, was in Baton Rouge against LSU and against Kentucky up in Lexington, as just about everybody is. But 
Again, Tennessee was not playing very good basketball at that time. They're really inconsistent, especially on the offensive end. So I'm curious to see tomorrow. This is going to be one of the toughest places Tennessee will have played, and they're playing one of the hottest teams, I'd say, definitely in the SEC, maybe in the country. So I think Tennessee's coaching staff is saying, okay, let's see how our team responds, because it's one thing to go to South Carolina and play well, and even uh, Vanderbilt or Mississippi State. Those teams are not at the level, I don't think, is, is Arkansas. So uh, let's see. But the, the road resume is the one thing that's missing for Tennessee to present to the NCAA Tournament Committee, and this is the last real opportunity for Tennessee on the road. They, they go to Missouri and Georgia, but those that would not be a big win Like if you're looking at the net ranking. So tomorrow's huge for Tennessee in terms of the opportunity. How do you think Tennessee is projected so far um, in, in talking about seeding, looking ahead to the NCAA tournament? Where, where do they currently stand, you think? Yeah, I would probably lean a four-seed right now. There has been a little three-seed talk as the Ken Palm and, and the NCAA net rankings have Tennessee as a top-10 team, and you know, their quad one resume is pretty good. They're five and six, but they don't have any bad losses. That's why I would say that this is the last thing that's missing is away from home. They just don't have uh, really anything that's too impressive. North Carolina neutral court's the best away from home win, probably. That or, uh, or Mississippi State. Neither one's going to wow the committee. So going to Arkansas would and getting a win would be huge for Tennessee. But I think the balls have solidified their position to at least be a four seed right now because they don't have any bad losses. They have wins against Arizona at home, which is huge. And the Kentucky win this past week, a win against LSU is really impressive. So you know, if they're able to do well at home the rest of the way, I think they're a four seed at worst. If they win tomorrow, then I think the three seed talk becomes real on Monday. So you mentioned that, and knowing what the expectation has been for Tennessee, especially so far uh, this year and where they're at, what is the mark in postseason? Like, is there something that fans are saying, all right, you got to get to this point, and if not, it's a disappointment? Is it the second weekend? Is it a lead item? I mean, what's the fans' overall expect- expectation heading into postseason? Yeah, I would say the second weekend. If Tennessee is a, a three or four seed or even better, I mean, maybe even a five. Uh, if this team, the way that it's playing right now, is knocked out in the first or second round, then fans would for sure be disappointed. If Tennessee makes the Sweet 16 and loses there, fans would be disappointed at the moment, I think, but would understand, hey, once you get there, it's really tough. Anything beyond that, I think, would be celebrated by everybody in the Tennessee fan base. But it's a team that had high expectations at the beginning of the year. The expectations began to drop, but the frustration went up in the early part of SEC play. But since then, I think fans have bought back into the team. They love the personality that the team is showing, and they are, of course, enjoying the winning. So with that, I think they're back to saying, okay, well, let's go let's go win uh, in, the, in the NCAA tournament. So in these next few games, Arkansas tomorrow and at home, and the Auburn game, since he has Auburn at home next weekend, that will probably affect what fans are expecting when Tennessee gets to the NCAA tournament. But big picture in general, because of past success and how much Rick Barnes is making and uh, the talent that is on the team, another potential one-and-done player in Kennedy Chandler. I don't think there's any question that uh, most of the fan base is, is hoping for a lot in March to at least get to the Sweet 16. A lot of international players sprinkled within that roster. Is that something that's been a philosophy of Rick Barnes's as he's been there at Tennessee? Yeah, I think so, just because he has a number of connections that uh, has recruited well internationally. He's recruited in Canada previously, and uh, he has a coaching staff uh, that 
it's it's kind of been a revolving door because guys have gotten head coaching opportunities. But guys that are really good recruiters and have been able to find some players. So uh, like Olivier Kumwa coming in, uh, he's a guy that uh, was an international player, came to the state, and Tennessee evaluated him and uh, was able to develop a relationship. Urosh was in um, he, he was in Chattanooga, which is a little south of Knoxville, went to Arizona State and then transferred uh, back to Knoxville to play for Tennessee. But uh, yeah, they just they've done a really good job of being able to find players using connections that Rick Barnes has, uh, his history, and uh, you know then. Like this is not an international player, but Zakai Ziegler. He was uh, a little-known prospect uh, from New York. They found him, established a connection, and went hard on, on the recruiting trail. So I think that's an example of what Tennessee has been able to do. In addition to going and getting some obvious high-level players like Jaden Springer and Keon Johnson last year, Kennedy Chandler this year, uh, Josiah Jordan James. So kind of use those guys as a foundation and build around them with players. Best could be for sure that could uh, develop over a two- to three-year period. Josh, I don't know if you were surprised by it, but I know I was just looking at Arkansas and Tennessee and the series that they've had, especially since Arkansas joined the SEC back in 92. Tennessee actually holds a two-game lead in this series in the 44 times that they have met. It's a 23-21 to lead. And I guess that was just a little surprising to me, considering, you know, Arkansas in the 90s and how great they were and everything. And, uh, you know, in Tennessee, they, they've had some years here and there and some eras here and there, too, that they've been really good, too. But uh, why do you think that is, and what do you think has been the key to Tennessee's success where they actually hold a series lead over the Razorbacks since joining the conference? Yeah, you go back to the mid-'90s, and if you're going to know that's how things will play out, I think a lot of people would be surprised on both sides. Tennessee's been a pretty high-level program, and I, I think that's that's been a part of it, even with coaching changes and some turmoil that's taken place at times, especially right before Rick Barnes took over. Overall, Tennessee's had a lot of talent, had really good teams, teams that maybe didn't fulfill their potential in March, but part of that was you know, not not being fulfilled were high expectations based on what they were able to do in SEC play. So whether it was Jerry Green, Bruce Pearl, for sure, since he was playing at such a high level, and I think that's been kept up by Rick Barnes as Tennessee's coach, uh, they've done a really, really good job. So, you know, head-to-head with the matchups, I'd have to go back and probably look at them over time but if you're looking at over the you know since 2000 at least i'd say so 20 20 22 years uh tennessee basketball has been right up there with kentucky and florida kind of leading the way vanderbilt had a, a really good run others have been up and down but tennessee has been pretty consistently a top four to five team and program in basketball in the sec which was not expected pre-2000s when you look at this current Razorback team this year, what, what comes to mind? What stands out to you? Well, uh, no tape for sure. That's what a lot of people are talking about today and uh, paying attention to with the matchup to see what he will be able to do. And, you know, I think Tennessee's defense is going to try to force turnovers, uh, make mistakes, um, cause Arkansas to make mistakes. And then, um, you know, let's see how the post players play. Like Joe they do, I think is a really interesting player to watch going into this game because, he will stand out, I think, when he goes out on the court. He's an impressive player, and uh, that, that goes back to his high level. He's like a top 40 guy in recruiting. But how does he do on the road in that environment? So I think the environment, as much as the team, is being talked about. But, you know, no what he was able to do against Auburn, I think that's going to stand out uh, with that kind of performance and just his overall ability. Tennessee's perimeter defense has been good. They forced turnovers and, and takeaways, but... Uh, they've been susceptible to mistakes at times, even though they're still a top-10 defense in the country. So on the road, how do they defend? 
a guy that can really score, that'll, I think, be the focus for Tennessee's defense. Takeaways and uh, trying to force mistakes on the other side. Yeah, that makes sense because Arkansas has kind of been a similar thing, too, where they have just uh, been a team that uh, gets to the foul line a lot and plays really good defense. So I think that this is going to be a phenomenal game between uh, these two opponents. But the thing is, is Arkansas, Tennessee, Auburn, and Kentucky, it seems like it's just those four teams in the SEC and pretty much everybody else. And now, that's not to say that those are the only four that will make the NCAA tournament, but, uh, I mean, what do you make of the conference itself and the other teams besides those four? How many do you see actually getting into the tournament? Yeah, so I think the, the top four are um, no order, Kentucky, Auburn, Tennessee, Arkansas, and Alabama has something to say in that conversation when Alabama's playing really well. I know Alabama just got a close win against Arkansas. LSU uh, is a team that I was really impressed with because of its defense, and they've been able to get some wins here recently, but not against the toughest competition. Uh, but I also wondered, would LSU fall apart? And I guess that has not happened, but I don't have high expectations for LSU in March. Uh, Mississippi State's a tough out, but um, not an overwhelming team in the conference. Uh, but at the top, the top four to five teams in the league I think are really good and, and and can go up against just about anybody. I think some non-conference results have shown that to be true. So uh, the depth of the league, I think it's good, and I think some of the teams in the back half may look worse because of how strong the top of the league is. But nationwide, I think the SEC has a strong case to be considered the best in the country because I think there's legit quality, you know, 1 through 10 in the SEC and one through four or five match up well with just about anybody in the country. All right, last one before I let you get out of here, Josh. When you think of Arkansas and Tennessee basketball, is there a particular game in history that shows up or that you think of uh, by chance? Because I've always been fascinated by this series. It's always been close, but is there a particular game you always think of when these two teams match up? Um, you know, not really. I, I may think, um, you know, postseason matchup when things matter more. Um, kind of putting me on the spot. I'd have to go back and think about uh, individual regular season matchups, but uh, the series itself, Arkansas is a team that fans really respect. I think they remember mid-90s Arkansas and still think about the potential of what that program is, and they've had good teams. They've had really good players since then, uh, still NBA-level players, but uh, I think it's just the, the um, when you think about the top programs in terms of potential, Kentucky and Florida stand out a lot. Vanderbilt would be one of the more disappointing programs. Missouri has potential, but uh, I don't think Arkansas takes a backseat to anybody in Tennessee fans' eyes besides probably Kentucky and Florida. Auburn is getting a lot of attention right now, but that's more because of uh, Bruce Pearl and what he's doing. I think as a program, Arkansas would be top three to four if you were to poll Tennessee fans of which programs do you respect, which programs year in, year out do you think will be the best. Well, Josh, we appreciate you joining us, man. Enjoy the game this weekend. I know these two teams will be meeting later in the season, too, and I'm sure we'll be catching up with you later down the road. All right, my man? Anytime should be a lot of fun. Thanks, guys. All right, appreciate it. Again, that was Josh Ward of Sports Animal 99.1 out of Knoxville, Tennessee. Always good to catch up with him. Talking about a big game this weekend for the Razorback basketball team. We know that it means a lot to them, but, hey, it means a lot to Tennessee, too especially considering that they can move up the standings in the SEC with a big win over Arkansas. That should be a very, very exciting. We'll take a commercial break.